Welcome to the Devil Unfiltered podcast. We are your hosts, our Mary, Dr. Nafi, and Anafai Badnar. We are here to engage, educate, and empower you. Today's episode is going to be about divorce. So we're going to start with the question, what is a divorce? It's very simple. A divorce is a court judgment ending a marriage. The court requires a legal reason for the divorce. Grounds or reasons for a divorce are discussed in a lot of different legal documents, depending on what country you are in, or if you're in the U.S., what state you're in. Um, A lot of times people will ask, well, what are the reasons for divorce? And there are lots of reasons why people choose to take the route of divorce when they're in a marriage. Sometimes it's lack of commitment. Sometimes it's infidelity or extramarital affairs. Sometimes it's too much conflict and arguing inside of the marriage. Sometimes it's getting married too young. You're not ready for it. You're not mature enough and you don't know how to handle it. Um, Sometimes it's financial problems. Sometimes it's substance abuse, domestic violence, health problems, lack of support from family, religious differences, and little or no premarital education. So my first question to you ladies is, what do you think is the most common reason why African women, or maybe specify more to Gambian, why Gambian women ask for divorce? Um, For me, it would be abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the number one reason why women, like in Gambia, I'm guessing, but I think if I have to guess, obviously it will be abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I I concur with uh, with our, I think abuse would be the number one reason, and actually also family conflicts, like in-law issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I I agree. That could be. It's also one, yeah, for sure. And right. then abuse, abuse, sorry, would be emotional or physical. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that would be, I mean, I'm here on the ground right now and I can tell you like lots of physical abuse happening um, with some of the, you know, women that I know and then obviously emotional. I mean, today I was talking with one of these young girls. I was just asking, hey, how's your husband? How's the baby? You know, how's it going? She's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I am I'm no longer with him. I was like, oh, my God, no way. I mean, they got married like less than two years ago. And in my head, I was just thinking, wow, I guess like, you know, these young girls, like they're just not ready and willing to take it that much longer mm-hmm. than our parents and maybe or even our generation wanted to, you know. So it's like, yeah, emotionally, it was a lot. Um, and physically, and both emotionally and physically, it was draining. And I thought, okay, you know what? Um, generation, the generations are different. And I was actually really happy to hear that because, you know, um, other, I feel like, you know, depending on who your parents are, they will tell you to stick it up, like, you know, just stay mm-hmm. in the marriage and so on. And you don't know what the torment's been, you know, for that woman. So, Yeah. That would be my take. Right. Um, I totally agree with you. Um, it Abuse, but um, also, like I just mentioned, the, um, the in-laws conflict sometimes because in our culture, you know, respect for in-laws or in-laws always having to have a hand in your marriage, it's seen as something normal. And so if an in-law is not happy with the spouse that their child has, and so there's a lot of, 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 you know, uh, overreach 
where the, the, the in-laws are all up in your relationship. They have to have a say as to what happens, what goes on. And sometimes those are some of the, the reasons that push the person to say, okay, I can no longer, you know, be in a, mar- in a marriage where it's me, the in-laws, my husband, the cousins and everybody else. Right. right. And mm-hmm. so sometimes there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so that might also be one of the reasons uh, people will choose to leave the marriage. And in some cases, I've heard that even voodoo, like somebody had taken mm. to make you divorce a person or not love them anymore and treat them badly. So come, come, uh, you know what I mean? Right, right. You don't see eye to eye anymore. And the, 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 you know, you, the, the relationship ends up in a divorce. So mm. that, that could also be one of the reasons. Um, mm-hmm. What about you, Anna? Any, any, any take on what do you think or the, what are the reasons why people are getting divorces? I actually was shocked that none of you mentioned infidelity because we do come from, <laughs> <laughs> we do come from societies and, and, and communities where infidelity is kind of part of a marriage. When you're yeah. getting married as a young girl, they sit you down and most of the time, when they mm-hmm. give you the advice before you enter the marriage, it's that you're supposed to endure and you're supposed to be strong. And if he strays, that's not a reason for you to leave your marriage. So it's like, mm-hmm. as a young woman, you're prepared to expect infidelity to be part mm-hmm. of your marriage. And I think that's sad. But um, mm-hmm. I know this generation, um, they're not having that. So a lot of the mm-hmm. times women will leave because their men are not faithful. Women will leave because there's too many girlfriends. There's too many side chicks and they're scared of getting sick. Long gone are the days when your husband is going to have multiple affairs. Everybody around town knows about it. You even can point out your girl, your, your husband's girlfriend in a naming ceremony <laughs> or at a wedding. You're like, you know, it's like that's mm. your, your husband's girlfriend. And you just right. kind of, or sometimes the girls call you and insult you and, mm-hmm. and berate you, whether in public, because that's also part of the culture, right? So you walk mm-hmm. by your, your, <laughs> your boyfriend's <laughs> wife and you go talk shit. Like, wait a minute, but it's part of our culture. It happens. Right. So nowadays when girls, young girls, whether in the diaspora or back home, choose to divorce their spouses, because of infidelity, my attitude is good for you because we, mm-hmm. we, the women have to stop tolerating that kind of behavior. Even though mm-hmm. the older women will tell you, oh, go back. You shouldn't let another woman make you leave your marriage. I think it's mm-hmm. ridiculous because let's talk about the diseases also. Mm-hmm. We know that right. most of these men that are having affairs are not being safe. They mm-hmm. are having sex with these young girls and these young hussies without wearing any condom. And you don't know what disease they're going to bring back to you. So you have to look out for yourself and for your children. So mm-hmm. if he can't keep his penis, oh, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Nafi, please appreciate the fact that I'm using the word penis. I no, love I'm so that. proud of you. I am I'm so proud. proud of you. If he can't keep his penis in his pants, I think the woman definitely has the right to protect herself and walk out of a marriage like that. But um, something else that I wanted to bring up, and Mary, I'm going to throw this question to you, is Mm -hmm. we have 
as Gambians, um, this, this behavior where when we are in the West, we will mm -hmm. get married mm -hmm. on paper legally mm -hmm. to one woman right. just to mm -hmm. get our papers. And then mm -hmm. you go back home and marry who you really want to marry. Mm -hmm. What do you feel or what are your thoughts about that? That's the worst thing you can do as a person. I mean, I, th I, I wholeheartedly hate that because one, I think that you're using that other person because if that per other person knew that that's what you were doing, let's say your real legal wife, mm -hmm. they wouldn't get into that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just very conniving and that type of a person you cannot trust. Any, lit literally, I wouldn't trust that person with anything. I think once you decide vows, you know, you want to take that, um, that leap of faith and saying that you want to get into a marriage, whether they're Gambian or not, you should hold on to those vows. So, I mean, there's instances, I mean, just even, I mean, thank you for bringing that up because let's just talk about like, um, you know, where you get married legally and then you get married like in the, in the, in the Gambia, they call it the caddy court. Well, in the mosque or whatever. Um, but, that too is considered legal here, but then the United States or even let's say in Europe where you got married also legally. And we all know that, you know, when you sign, whether it's the U.S. or, or in Europe, there's no polyg polygamy um, laws around that. So if you get married, they only consider that first person um, as your wife. And there's been instances where you get married legally you know, in the U.S., let's just consider this the U.S. since, you know, it's easier for me, um, the U.S. And then you end up, let's say, in the Gambia and you get married to somebody else. And let's say, unfortunately, the man ends up dying, you know, before um, anything happens. Who do you think has the right to anything you have going on? Let's say if you lived in the U.S., you know, or properties or anything like, you know, businesses, whatever. Who do you think has the right? Obviously, the person that's married to you legally has every say to it. And so I think men usually forget that. They think they're immortal. Like they do these things and not really thinking deep all the way through. Um, because you hear comments here, there, why won't you just get married, you know, for papers and marry this person and marry that person. I always give people advice. Don't marry for papers unless this is the person that you really love. Because sometimes you get into it and you don't know when your day, your time is for you to leave earth. And once you leave earth, what's going to happen? What would that person do? And I've seen it actually with a cousin of mine who passed away very young, um, you know, came into the U.S., got married, even though he really did love that girl, got married very young. And unfortunately, he was in a car wreck, um, died. But we as the family, the cousins, we could not do anything. The wife had to do, we were literally following the beat to whatever she said, whatever she wanted to do. And so we always have to realize that those things could really happen. And furthermore, let's just even talk about divorce. Like, let's say the state of North Carolina where I lived. When people say that they divorced, they're really not divorced because it's a process, you know, I think in Europe or even in America, it's all a process if you married somebody legally. So you get married, let's say, you know, in the court system. So they record it. Once you want to divorce, let's say you want to separate with that person in the state of North Carolina, for example, you have to be separated legally for a year. 
So, you know, they give you time to really think about it. Is this what you really want to do? Because divorce is not as easy as people just be like, oh, it's divorced, especially not in the U.S. So once you separate for a year, you know, you show proof that you're both living in different addresses and so on. Then you can find, you know, get an attorney to file a divorce. And filing for divorce is very expensive. So, you know, that's why a lot of people that I know are still legally married because they don't want to file because it costs a lot of money to get an attorney. You have to, especially if you have like assets and children and all so on and so forth. So let's say you end up getting married here in the Gambia while you're going through that process. And again, the same thing that I talked about, something happens to you. Let's say you even got remarried and everything. Who do you think has the same, the, the, you know, that I talked about the rights and all that to whatever you have going on? Your wife, your legal wife. So I would say that, you know, people just need to really think about these things, especially men when they want to jump in and get all these multiple relationships. Because at the end, whoever is legally married to you, that's your wife. Whether you love her or not, I think, Nafi, you need to share a story because I think you shared or something earlier. And, you know, those are just stories that we need to share so people can um, educate themselves from this, right. um, you know. So, I, so I, I think what we need to um, make sure that our viewers or our listeners understand is that usually in, in, in divorce process in places like Gambia, um, or in, in, in other Islamic countries might just be, you say it three times, right? You say, you say, I divorce you three times and that's supposed to be sufficient. If a man says I divorce you three times, then that, that, that means the divorce, the divorce is, 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 is halal. That's it. Like he's divorcing you, pack your bags and be gone. So in, 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 but it's the process is a little bit different here in the U.S. Like our marriage is put. So you have times or periods where the people can be just um, separated for years, right? And so in, in my case, there was a, there was a, um, a, an incident at the hospital that I actually was working at before where we were in the ICU and there was a guy who was on life support. And so he, there were two women that were, uh, uh, present there and they each wanted to make a, a, a decision, but their the decisions are completely different. So the guy had a wife who he has been separated from for years, but they were still legally married. And then, and then he then has uh, a current uh, fiance. So he was dating somebody else. He moved out of the house since the, um, uh, separation and, and he's living his own life, but they're not legally divorced. So he's with another woman and he is engaged to this woman. So she's now his fiance. So when he was in the ICU, you know, and, and so decisions has to be made by um, your next of kin. A next of kin in this sense is the person that you're legally connected to. And that was his wife. Con uh, well, quote unquote, his estranged wife, right? Because they're now separated mm -hmm. for years. So, but even though he has a fiance, it was the wife or the ex uh, estranged wife who was legally uh, uh, responsible, responsible for these decisions. And so the, the, the estranged wife, the one that he has been separated from, wanted to pull the plug. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Now he wanted to pull the plug because he says, um, I've talked to him several times about this since we were married. 
He doesn't want to suffer. He wants to, if he's ever in this situation, he wants to just go. And then the, um, the one that he, his fiance is crying, saying, no way, I don't want him to die. I'm supposed to be married to him. Do everything you can to save him. So we are in a conundrum. We don't know what to do, right? So we have to follow the legal channels for the hospital, which is we go with who he is legally connected to, and that's his estranged wife. And guess what? Mm -hmm. We had to pull the plug. And there were a few fights, people pulling each other's wigs, but girl, mm -hmm. the, the more story is you want to make sure that the divorce has been finalized before you marry somebody else. And ladies, if a, exactly. comes, if, a, if, if, if a brother comes to Gambia on vacation and wants to marry you and told you that they are divorced here, you better ask for that divorce paper. Child, like they you care. better find yeah. out for sure <laughs> if that person is divorced because your marriage to them in Gambia will not be looked at if he is legally married here still, even though he's uh, separated and told you that he is divorced, quote unquote, when the mm -hmm. separated, you want to be mindful of that sometimes people call it divorce when it really isn't a divorce it's just a separation mm -hmm. in that case if you go get married to him in gambia there it's not considered a married ma marriage in the u.s right so whoever mm -hmm. he's still married to here legally gets control of everything and so you don't mm -hmm. want to be in that mess so yeah that's mm -hmm. what i would definitely uh, drive home for people that are trying to marry in other countries, make sure that the person or your partner, if they were previously mm -hmm. married, not that I don't trust you, but I would need to put lay my eyeballs on those divorce papers. And so Anna, I actually have a question for you because I was reading somewhere that um, some parts of East Africa, I'm not sure exactly, I think um, might've been Uganda or I don't know, um, Kenya, I'm not sure. But um, they were talking that they were, um, the article stated that, um, like in East Africa, like especially for rural women, mm -hmm. um, they are not allowed to remarry. And I know, like you know, um, like once you once you divorce, um, you're not allowed to remarry. Only if you are like you know come from a urban or like elite, you know, family or money, that's who are empowered enough to remarry. But um, if not, then you're not. So I was just thinking, like, do you guys? go through anything like that in um, um, Tanzania? So basically um, in Tanzania for my mom's family, because um, they also have the Zanzibari, um, Zanzibarian side of their family, um, mm -hmm. which is the Muslims. So when a marriage mm -hmm. is in danger, couples are advised to pursue all possible remedies to rebuild the relationship. So firstly, they ask you to look for um, arbitration. So find somebody from the guy's side of the family, someone from the woman's side of the family, and both of you are supposed to, the, the representatives from both sides are supposed to come together and figure out how can we reconcile this marriage. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. they don't come to an agreement, that's when you file for divorce. And then there's also a waiting period. So during the time that the, the couple continues to, to file for divorce, most of the time they live under the same roof but they sleep apart. So you're supposed to be uh, not sexually active during that period for at least three what? months. Now, the reason why that is, is because 
most of the time, it's almost impossible for you to not sleep with each other while you're under the same roof, even if you're in two different bedrooms. So Mm -hmm. if you sleep together, you have to start the three months all over again. So let's say you've gone two months and you haven't slept together. Then you sleep Mm -hmm. together. So now those two months don't count anymore. You have to start from. So what it does is most of the time it helps couple reconcile. It helps Mm -hmm. couples figure, figure out their differences uh, because you'll find people who were supposed to only be, be um, in the house for three months and two years later, they're still there. Cause you know, I keep telling you guys that you mean I'm there, that you mean I'm there. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, yep. And that goes back to that state of North Carolina. Why are they giving you one year? Because mm-hmm. that you mean mm-hmm. I'm could mm-hmm. go right back yes. into that one year. Like, think about it, boo. Exactly. You got one year to think about it. Exactly. Know? And especially yeah. if the sex is good, you keep going back and then right. you find yourself, you know, sorting things out. You find yourself coming to terms with what are the difficulties? What are the struggles and challenges? How can we figure it out? And let's mm-hmm. just keep pushing. And mind you, you're in the same house where your children are. So, mm-hmm. and then you see the children and then there's the emotion. So you, you find a way to reconcile. So then divorce is, it rarely happens, not because you don't ask for it, but because of the setup that they have for you, you find yourself just working it out and never going through with the actual divorce. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Just to, just to piggyback on that right quick is that I, what I was going to say is it's really interesting that that three months um, uh, period that you talked about where these couple have to stay together and but not be sexually active. I know they do something similar in Gambia. What they normally do is when you divorce a woman, like so you say three times I divorce you. And then so the man says it three times I divorce you. And so when when a woman gets a divorce from a man, um, so uh, according to the dean, you're supposed to when you go back to your parents house, you're supposed to refrain from having intercourse from any other man for three months and you cannot remarry, you have to sit for a period of three months without any intimacy. And the reason they do that is they want to make sure that you are not leaving that relationship with a pregnancy. That's why you wait three months at your parents' house before you remarry to somebody else, because you don't want to be divorced and one month later you're you're remarried to somebody else without knowing that you are going into the new marriage with a with a pregnancy from your old marriage right mm-hmm. so then there's a confusion as to paternally who is the who's the child's father so that's why islamically they recommend that when you get a divorce the woman should stay for should stay um should abstain from sex for 3 months just to mm-hmm. clear clear clearly be, be aware that, you know, you're not pregnant from your previous marriage, and then you could move forward. But what I wanted to ask you, ladies, is that in our culture, because I, I see divorce, I although we, we live in the Western world, we all live in the Western world. Um, mm-hmm. I see, you know, I see divorce, honestly, as a last resort, right? right but right. people nowadays, you know, you hear people um, say that, oh, you know, the divorce rate is more than, it's more than 50% these days, right? And that's just because, or my question would be to you guys, why do you think that the divorce rate is higher now 
than before. I mean, I, I, I have my own reasons of why I think it is, but mm-hmm. um, I would want to hear, I'll go with you first, Awa. What do you think are some of the reasons why the divorce rate is much higher now than it was in previous generations? I think it's uh, a lot of um, education around that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that will be education, empowerment. And mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, I mean, times have changed and women are just not taking what uh, are, I mean, their mothers or their, uh, their grandmothers were taking. I think it's a lot of liberation um, in terms of, you know, girls are going now to school to be a, um, a lot more, um, you know, financially dependent. Um, mm-hmm. Before, I think, you know, if you think about like back in the day, our grandparents or even our parents, they might have, you know, kind of take the ride long, the long ride because mm-hmm. they don't have anything else or anywhere else to go. Like the husband works and they stay at home taking care of their children. But now kids, you know, young girls, they, you know, educated, they know better. And when you know better, I feel like you do better or want to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I must say, even though the rate is like, you know, yes, it's um, the term, the divorce rates are definitely getting high. But there's some still that know, I mean, I think Anna talked about infidelity and all that. But mm-hmm. some people know that their husbands are, you know, clearly they know the girls, Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still sticking it up because, you know, maybe the husband is wealthy or maybe they have children that, you know what, it's not worth it for me. I had a conversation like during Christmas time with you know a couple of my cousins and we were talking about, um, you know, polygamy and they were like, you know, I was like, oh, no, I can't like you do that. I'm out. And it's like, why? You know, everything you work for, you want somebody else to come take, you know, if you leave, you're leaving everything. I'm like, no, I'm leaving with what I own. Like, you know, like I won't just be leaving like I'm walking out. I'm walking out with half of what I own because I was there, you know, but I think for them, it's just like, how can you just leave everything you've worked so hard for and have somebody else come in and take it? I feel like, you know, they're already taking it anyway. You see what I'm saying? For me, I just feel like whether you leave or not, the husband will be finding out ways for the money that should be for your children and you to go to that woman. So mm-hmm. what am I, what am I waiting on a, a structure, you know, my home or, and, and you can fight for that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's my take. So and let's see what Anna has to share. Anna, yeah. break down home, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think the reason why um, my, my opinion is that most of the time women no longer dream of being housewives anymore. They want satisfying mm-hmm. careers and satisfying marriages. And Mm -hmm. when they don't have that, they're very okay with walking away. And um, I think, to be honest, for uh, for someone who has been divorced, and when I was divorced, I was 26 or 27. um, Mm -hmm. I think that taboo is no longer there the way a lot of people make you feel like you don't want to be divorced because, you know, it's like walking around with a scarlet letter. Uh, my yeah. experience was that wasn't the case. I was a young 20-something-year-old with a one-year-old walking out of my marriage. And I felt like the world was so open to me. And I felt like people were so kind and understanding. And I didn't feel judged. And I didn't feel like, you know, I was berated or felt like I was an alien. I, I think people okay. were just, you know, it, it's almost like, 
they give you that wink, like good for you to be so young and realize your marriage is not working and you walk mm-hmm. out of it. Like, good for you. You go, girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my experience. So I feel like women are less willing to accept unhappy relationships. They mm-hmm. just are. And um, you have also men are kind of looking backward at the golden age of marriage where they were like, man, remember them days when we could get away with everything? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. And women, we're looking forward to true equality of the ex- of the sexes. So we're mm-hmm. like, if I'm working and you're working, if I'm bearing children and you're helping me raise those children, you know, finances, like we're going to have to contribute both of us. And so I feel like women are looking for more equality. So if they don't find that, or if they find a man who's not on that same path as them, they're willing to just walk away. But I just feel like also our parents, like our parents, Mm -hmm. that generation, because they were educated and our mothers were educated as well. And our mothers got to have their own careers. And Mm -hmm. they, I feel like we started seeing the power couples in our, our parents' Mm -hmm. generation. So Mm -hmm. that when we go back to them, they're very open. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more educated home you come from, the more Mm -hmm. open they are to, to the idea of breaking your marriage as opposed to going back and then you've been beaten and they tell you, go back to your husband's house. Nowadays, our Mary, as you shared with us in the last episode, when we talked about um, gender-based violence, your dad was mm-hmm. that guy that if you mm-hmm. brought mm-hmm. any one of his nieces home and mm-hmm. they had been hit by their husband, he was going to, to whoop ass. So I feel like that, yeah. So I feel like that generation also has empowered our generation to feel like Mm -hmm. if we want to leave our marriages for whatever reasons, we have Mm -hmm. the right to, and that's okay. What Mm -hmm. do you think, Dr. Nafi? No, I totally agree with you. Um, The the I think that one of the most um, one of the biggest reasons I would say why in the older generation there was not a lot of divorce. If we're going to be honest, it's because they they didn't have any choice financially. Most of those women, right? So they mm-hmm. the choices were were not were not available. The only choice they had was to stick it out. You know, take one for the team and just suck it up. That's all they had. Mm-hmm. In our generation, I feel like we have more options. Like if you're in a relationship where you're unhappy, right? or you're getting abused or for whatever reason that you're unhappy, you're not content, that it is okay. We have made it okay nowadays that you don't have to stay sad your whole life in a marriage. You you have, the, and then financially, you're also independent, right? More women are now financially independent than they were generations ago. So that gave us more choice or it gives us more choice than it did our great-grandparents or great-grandmothers, Right. So when I hear people say things like, so then another side of that coin is people will ask, is it that our generation is not just uh, willing to work it out? I don't necessarily think that that is true, that we're not willing to work it out because I don't think anybody gets married with the notion that, oh, I'm going to get a divorce right after, right? Right. When we Mm -hmm. get married, we all in our minds are thinking this is my, you know, forever after, right? And so mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work out, but at least in our, in our generation, we, we have choices. And that's why I feel like more people are saying, you know what? I don't think this is for me. I don't have to sit this one. I don't have to sit in this kind of a, 
of a situation where I'm getting beaten, I'm getting cheated on, right? I don't have to take that. And so we are making better choices for ourselves by leaving these uh, situations. I think that's the reason why the numbers are a little bit higher. Had our grandparents have the same choices we have, I bet you they'll be walking out, right? But I feel like they didn't have those choices then that we have now. But let me twist a little bit. Let's, let's pivot a little bit on this conversation and talk a little bit about the cultural bias that, that, that there is against divorce, but much more against women who get divorced, right? Because I feel like in our society, generally it, it's, 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 it's done in a way where it's easier for a man to, to be able to ask for a divorce than a woman is. Right. Mm -hmm. For example, a man can say the uh, the talak they call it in most like Muslim communities. It's called the talak. So the guy can say talak three times, and that constitutes a divorce. Right. Whereas in, in a woman would usually have to go see the kadi or would have to go ask uh, the either the husband's approval for the divorce or the elders approval for the divorce, right? So it makes it a bit more difficult for the woman to have to approach all these um, elders of the society and say, hey, I want, to, I want to get this. And when she claims that, I want to get that, it always has to be with, well, why do you want to get it? Why don't you want to stay for the kids? The women, I feel like, you know, society almost makes us feel bad for wanting to leave the relationship, right? So mm -hmm. they can tell you, you know, uh, um, you know, Munyal, you know, just sacrifice and uh, your happiness for the sake of the children. So my question to you guys is, is that fair? Or is that the way to go by with it? Should we sacrifice our happiness for the children and stay in a relationship that is not healthy? Our Mary, I'll mm -hmm. let um, so, I mean, that's a tricky question because, I mean, I think every woman will have to answer that differently and looking at their home. If you're clearly very unhappy and things are not changing, you went to therapy and you've done everything in your power um, and, you know, things are just not working out, then yes, I would say it's not healthy to be in that relationship. It's not healthy for you or your children to be around that kind of negative energy. But if it's something that, you know, you think, let's say there might have been infidelity, it might have been, and child, not infidelity, because I can't even take that. But let's say it was something maybe, you know, not so serious, or let's say it's just, you know, personality issues or whatever. And you have, you know, you can, you think that you can work it out, go to therapy and, and try. I would say you always need to try because when children are involved, mm -hmm. it's not as easy to walk away as, as, you know, um, as if you're single and there's nothing else tying you down. So you have to consider children all the time. And I know lots of people that have done that just to make sure that, you know, they don't come from broken homes and so on, because we know that's why they always say a mother is a mother, but you know, you can't replace a mother, but a dad can always be replaced or something, some sort of whatever the saying mm -hmm. is because anybody can be a dad, but not everybody can be a mom. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, because of that, you just have want to make sure. But for me, I always say that a child, it's very, very important to have both parents. Mm-hmm. The problem is that when you divorce, when people divorce, I feel like most men divorce the children as well, which is very, very unfair mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they end up divorcing. If it's just divorce, you know, with you and the, the, the woman, then great. But do what you got to do for your kids. Unfortunately, it's not like that. Once you get rid of the mom or, you know, it wasn't a bitter and most of the time it is bitter. Um, um, I'm sorry. Um, it's, um, most of the time it's bitter. So I just want to make sure that, you know, it is something that needs to be um, taken into consideration. I'm sorry, I should have done my do not disturb. Oh, that's I don't know if you can guys can hear it. No. Okay, good. All right. Well, then, fantastic. No, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. What about yeah. you, Anna? What's your take on that? Do you think that women should stay and sacrifice their happiness for the sake of the kids? Is that the right way to go by with it or that is not always the healthiest route? Yeah, I say absolutely not. First of all, you shouldn't sacrifice your happiness for anybody, not your mm-hmm. child, not your parent, not your not your spouse. Mm-hmm. You are given one life to live. And baby girl, it is your job to live your right. best life. And when you have children, let me tell you one thing that my dad told me. My dad said, if you're okay, she's going to be okay. So sometimes it's best to leave and be happy and be healthy than stay and be unhappy because then what you're doing for your children or your child is demonstrating for them what an unhealthy relationship looks like. And that's exactly what they're going to find themselves in later in life. Because remember, children learn by seeing. It Learned behavior is what you see. It's not what you say. You can't allow your husband to abuse you, mistreat you. And then you tell your daughters, don't let no man put their hand on you. Don't let Mm -hmm. no man cheat on you. Wait, but mama, why are you doing it then? And then they're going to find themselves in those kind of relationships. And let me tell you something, ladies. Um, there is this thing that's called sex after divorce. And let me Hmm. tell you new sex. Um, it's exciting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) you, you know, because usually towards the end of the marriage, like Mm -hmm. there's no sex anyway. So -hmm. you haven't had sex in a while. You're going to be like a cat in heat. So after your waiting period is over, the -hmm. first time you have sex, you might feel like, oh my God, I'm cheating on my husband because you've been with that person for so long Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. the only person you've been with. But once the divorce is over and final and it's written in stone and you have your divorce certificate and you decide to get into another relationship, it's Mm -hmm. great. And also here's another thing for you women who divorce. Um, Young men love divorced women. I don't know what it is. Really? Yeah, because they feel like um, younger men feel like women who are divorced are seen as exciting and exotic. They're interesting. Also, they're confident. Yes, because they've been there, done that. You know, so listen, all I'm saying is if you get divorced, there's going to be plenty other options. (laughs) Cougar City. (laughs) 
<laughs> look, I knew Anna would just spin it to another level. Like, okay, you know, like, okay, let's just, you know, what all of that. But let me just tell you what's really good about this. Um, so I got a question for y'all. Okay, so, you know, culturally, like in the Gambia, and actually not in only in the Gambia, because um, I know people from other parts of Africa, actually from even South Africa to um, like Nigeria and so on, where when you, um, let's say you are married and, you know, God forbid you pass away, that mm-hmm. your husband can marry like your sister or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've seen it where, yes. you know, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like they'll automatically to keep the family going, you'll yes. marry into that, you know, the sister or mm-hmm. the cousin or whatever. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? So uh, let me actually tell you a little You're bit. Like, about let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> the thing is, because we do do that culturally in Gambia as well. Yeah. Times where if the woman passes away, the husband would marry the woman's sister. Mm-hmm. To keep the family going. Or sometimes if the husband dies, the husband's brother will take the wives. This mm-hmm. is not, it's not an Islamic tradition. It is purely cultural. I'm going to say it again. It is purely cultural. So because I know, I know an aunt whose husband died and then the husband's brother was trying to marry her. And then there was this pressure put on her that she should do it. But the thing is, Islam does not say you have to. It's not an Islamic norm to do that. It's a cultural thing to do. And I mean, I say, I, I, first of all, I think that's nasty. That's what Personally. I wanted to hear, right? Like, that's okay, we nasty. know it's all culture, but then how do you really feel? It's just nasty to me, but, you know, I wanted to hear that. <laughs> that is double dipping. That's all I'm going to say about that. Take it away, yeah. Anna. Yeah. <laughs> I also find it disgusting and it's funny because I was married my first marriage I was married into a Fulani family and that mm. is very common in their culture and they were from Guinea Conakry so mm. actually my then husband's my ex-husband's younger brother used mm-hmm. to tease me all the time and he whenever he comes to the house he'll say you better be nice to me because when he dies you're mine yeah. and <laughs> yes it was a little inappropriate. Like, nigga, he's not dead. He's right here. But mm. the point is, sometimes you also find, because those cultural um, traditions take place, you find um, the younger brothers being intimate with their older brother's wives mm-hmm. on the road. It happens, yes, let's, it happens a lot. Because it's like, well, you're going to be mine when he's dead anyway. So I want to taste it before. And it happens. Yes, it's not talked about. People don't discuss it. It's not something, you know, that we we make um, light of. But it does happen in a lot of um, cultures where the siblings, the younger siblings (laughs) of your man, of your husband, might come to the house when he's not there and want to try you out. And sometimes the women feel like they don't have a choice, but I think that's nasty. I also agree with you ladies that if you're dead, I'm moving on to a whole new family. Hell, I might move on to a whole new country. So no, <laughs> I don't want any part of that. Because, I mean, because there's, there's enough to go around. Like we don't have to circulate with the same people, first of all, right? Yeah, like, yes, you don't, yeah. And the thing is, it's not just that the, the women might sleep with the husband's younger brother or whatnot. The men do that too. There are instances where the man has impregnated his wife's sister because she lives with them. 
you Let's all don't talk about it. It happens in Gambia all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's because people, you know, you have your eyes on the on the in-law or the sister-in-law or the brother-in-law. But girls, that's for another show. Today, let's <laughs> reel it on back. Let's reel it on back. All right. I want to ask you all a question because our Mary, I know when you just made a statement about the divorce, you said something about you wouldn't stay um, for financial reasons because when you leave, you're going to take half of what you own anyway. So that brings the question. Mm. What do you all think about a prenup and have you ha- and do you have one? Well, child, look. <laughs> that one um uh, that one is a tricky one, right? Because yeah. I got married really young. I don't have one obviously because he was broke broke and I was broke broke broke. So, you know, everything we have now, I feel like we work together. So, you know, this is this is ours, our nest. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, in terms of celebrities and so on, like what I, you know, watch on TV and so on, like, I would say, you know, a prenup could be really important because, you know, those those marriages sometimes don't really last long. I think yeah. it could really come in handy. Um, and as long as you clearly state, like, for example, if you've had, you know, let's say, you know, you were worth $800 million uh, before you get into that marriage. Um, I would say, is there any way you can keep that because that's yours prior to and just what you've acquired during that season of the marriage? Maybe share that. If that could be spelled out, I think it's fair because sometimes you get into these marriages, I feel like um, later on in life where you know they've already accumulated wealth and then, you know, two years down the line, if you're lucky, you end up divorcing and those people have a claim of everything you've worked in your prior. And I just mm-hmm. don't think it's fair. I, I think if it's one of those that you can be smart about it, hopefully, mm-hmm. then I would say yes. I think everything that you do in life, you just want to make sure that you're doing things fair. Um, right. You know, in the in the eyes of God or whatever, you just want to make sure you're fair in everything you do, because I mean. Even myself, like, how would you feel you get into a marriage where you know this guy accumulated all this thing, you got into it, then let's say it didn't work out, but then you end up having, let's say they, they're worth billions, and then you end up taking all of that. How can you, for me, I can't. I'm like, I didn't work hard for it. So mm-hmm. it's not mine. I wouldn't feel too good about it. Unless you give it to me, I'll take it. But I right. think it wouldn't be fair. That's my take on it because everything, I just like things to be fair and done. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, l- before I let Anna answer that, you know, I just want um, some of our viewers who don't know what a prenup is. It's just a prenuptial agreement is actually just a legal document where both parties that are going to be in the house, uh, whole or in the marriage are, um, you know, you, you make or your agreements as to the the relationship. If the relationship were to end, uh, how would we share our finances? Who gets what? This is Mm -hmm. something that you write before you get married. It's kind of like a will also, right? In case of somebody dies, this is what I want to happen to what I have. It goes this way and that way. So that's what a prenup is. It's just a legal agreement of who gets what once there's a divorce. Um, but Anna, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you answer that question. Yeah. So I, um, also don't have a prenup. 
Um, and I think prenups are definitely not a common thing in, in the African context when it comes to marriage. It's not part of our cultural and traditional practices. But mm -hmm. now that, you know, a lot of us are marrying outside of each other and um, also we are accumulating wealth, both men and women, I think it's something that we should start considering before we get married. Just as, you know, you want to make sure that you and your spouse both get mm -hmm. checked for STDs, STIs, HIV, before you get married. I think another thing that we need to put on the table is our prenups. Like, mm -hmm. so what are your assets? What are my assets? What's your debt? What's my debt? And do we want to have a prenuptial agreement? Because see, the thing is, most of the time when people think prenup, they think one person is coming in as a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. And right. they want to protect their assets. Right. And the right. other person is coming in as a thousandaire. For example, mm -hmm. like you right. just got a job. Like you just get a right. job. You know, you just have one income coming in. And this person is coming in with millions of dollars and they want to protect themselves. Right. So I think it's something that we should start, um, you know, discussing openly before you get married. Uh, do mm -hmm. we want to sign a prenup? I know my husband and I didn't sign a prenup. Mm -hmm. And I also know um, some Africans who didn't sign prenups, but they later on signed post-nuptial agreements. Because yes. that's mm -hmm. also something that people do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. my take on it. Um, go ahead, Dr. Nafi, tell us, do you have a prenup girl? Mm. <laughs> right, yeah, I can't wait to hear that one. Hi, right, ladies. Okay, the answer is absolutely 100%. I do have a prenup. And it is not common in our culture to do it. And if I was living in Gambia and got married in Gambia, I might not have gotten it. But I mm -hmm. live in the Western world where there's laws and regulations. Mm -hmm. and, you know, so you have to abide by those things. So going into it, and, and, and again, it's not like prenups are only went for, for um, celebrities or when a rich person is marrying a poor person. It's not. Mm -hmm. So in my case, I wanted to get a prenup because I wanted to cover my ass in case of something happens. I am coming in the marriage with my own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I, that I've worked really hard to get. And so my husband is also coming in with whatever he has. So what do we do is we need to have a prenup where, mm -hmm. where if, if things went left, left, we would know what, what we're going to do. And you, what some of the things that you can add on to the prenup is like stipulations like, so for example, you can say, if we were to get a divorce, um, you know, and, and, and it's just like an amicable divorce where we just are not getting along, I guess, right? And we both want to get it. So we can go with 50-50 of what we've built together, right? And, mm -hmm. Or you can say, you can add a clause that says, if one of you cheated, right? Then you mm -hmm. forfeit your part. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, girl, you, be you best take care of yourself. There is, yeah, you can put a lot of clause in a prenup or like Anna said, if you didn't have a prenup when you were getting married, you can, it's not late. You can get what's called a postnup, a post mm -hmm. agreement and it's just like the prenup but it was just done after you all have been married and you know you both sit down talk to a lawyer and then you come to an agreement of what you think would be a fair thing to have if there was if there was going to be a divorce who gets what 
girl, yeah, you got to cover your butt. I, I do got one. <laughs> and the, the way that I see it is, I don't want people to think, oh, if you, if you get a prenup, that means you're already planning on getting a divorce. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, it's like something you have in case you need it. It's a vaccine. Take it. You might never come across the disease. But don't just say, mm-hmm. here I am and I never prepared. I don't think having my prenup has changed my mind in any way about how I would save my marriage. It doesn't. It's not like I have a prenup in my pocket and I'm going around like, well, say one word, bro, and I'm out. Like, it's not like that. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's not making any difference as to my, as far as fighting for my marriage and, and, and saving my marriage, but it's just something to have because when, when a relationship is good, it is good. Right. But honey, when a, when a, when a, when a, when a divorce is happening, that's when you see things about a person you thought you would never see change when it comes to divorces, people that you've loved and lived with and have children with for many years will start treating you like trash when it's divorce. So think about that just because everything is good and nice. You don't say, oh, I don't want to think about getting a prenup. We'll be fine. Don't even play yourself, player. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that. Right. Don't do that. But it's a cultural thing too, right? And I, and I think I just did it because I now live in the West. And, I, you know, it, it's, it's something that, you know, a lawyer friend of mine told me, that's a really good thing that you might want to think about because you don't live in Africa. You live here. Right. Mm-hmm. And so think about it that way, because people can sue for different things. I mean, you can have people sue for like alimonies and, and stuff like that. Right. After. Mm-hmm. So you just want to make sure. And these are things. Oh, girl, you brought on the next topic. I wanted to just mm-hmm. girl. So this is alimony. Let's just talk about alimony because some low down, dirty shame <laughs> men. Mm-hmm. I know um, that divorce, you know, got into a divorce, whatever, but are asking for alimony. Like, how embarrassing Wait, is wait, that? hold up. Let's Back just... it up. Me- the yeah. men are asking who for the alimony? Gambian men. Gambian men asking their women for alimony. Mm-hmm. I know a couple. How embarrassing is that? Last time I checked, hmm? you got to have something going on for you. But now you, you're begging you're trying to get I mean I, I look and you don't even have custody of the kids yeah <laughs> but yeah I wanted to take, I just just get yeah. your um your take on alimony as men not even women Ooh. but as men that are you know going in to ask for alimony so if what you, is alimony for people that don't understand it what is alimony well it's payments to your spouse you know so let's say you know um you were accustomed to a way of living a standard of living and so usually from my understanding is you divorce let's say you divorce with children you'll get Mm -hmm. child support and alimony to kind of help to maintain that lifestyle but usually from I mean I haven't looked at data per se but you hear women that receive the alimony and child support most of the time is really really is just child support Mm -hmm. but alimony you know if you're lucky you get alimony payments but I was so surprised when I heard that now men are going through, you know, going after alimony payments just to maintain a lifestyle because maybe the woman was earning a little bit more. So, well, that's or a lot more. 
go ahead yeah a whole lot more yeah so I just wanted to just get your take because that was going to be my question for you guys Mm -hmm. like what do you take you know what do you think about alimony payments especially you know (laughs) men trying to claim that they need alimony payments I don't know how I feel about it (laughs) I am paying jack squat right (laughs) go on Anna (laughs) Girl, girl, I'm with you on that. Like you ain't getting a penny of my money. But here's the thing. In all fairness, um, sometimes spousal um, payments or maintenance payments or alimony um, is part of what it's predetermined, right? Mm -hmm. An an Mm -hmm. amount of money that's going to be awarded to your spouse or your former spouse during a separation or divorce. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the children, right? So you're taking care of the children. Exactly. So mm-hmm. if you're a housewife, you're definitely mm-hmm. owed that. And I feel mm-hmm. like if you're a house husband, you're definitely mm-hmm. owed that. Because mm-hmm. I do know mm-hmm. men who decide to put their careers on hold because the woman True. is on a trajectory where she's making more money or she has the higher possibility of reaching these huge, great heights in her career where a lot of money is going to be coming in. So the man will make the sacrifice to be the stay at home dad. So I feel like in that case, yes, you as the woman, you owe him that alimony because y'all sat down and talked about it. He decided to sacrifice his job so you can keep doing what you have to do. Cause that imagine both of you are working. Both of you have great careers. You're both traveling all the time. The children are the Mm -hmm. ones who suffer. So most Mm -hmm. of the time when that's the case, one parent will say, I'll pull back so that you can fly and, and go reach the highest heights in your career. Right. However, mm-hmm. if you're working and I'm working and I make more money than you and I have custody of the children and you're asking for alimony, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Mm-mm. Right. And I think alimony is usually like, like you guys said, it's paid when one person is making more than the other and they have a divorce. So then the person who was making less, I guess, can file um, or, or mm-hmm. request alimony from the person who's making more. Right. And so it can be men or women who ask for alimony, although the majority of the people who receive alimony is women, because most of the time they are the housewives or they're the ones at home mm-hmm. with kids and, 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 and had to stop their career. And so usually we see more men paying alimony to the women. However, in my line of work, I've seen a lot of my friends, you know, in the medical field who have to pay alimony to their husbands because they were making more than the husband was and they got a divorce. So the husband, even though they have a job, they want to be, they want to receive alimony because apparently they were used to a certain lifestyle when they were married to this doctor girl. And now that they're divorced, they want to receive alimony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. That's true. And so another thing that I wanted to just um, discuss too, you know, while you're talking, I was just thinking that, you know, um, we talked about like certain uh, effects and uh, causes of um, divorces, but we didn't even talk about like, um, you know, people that cannot have children mm-hmm. and, you know, are usually, um, you know, the family, the in-laws will kind of, you know, force you to to divorce mm-hmm. because, you know, she's barren or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just wanted to, you know, hear what your take is, because I know like just across the continent, like in Africa period, 
um, like uh, some cultures in Africa, like if you don't have children, like you literally, I feel like if you're not blessed with children, mm-hmm. you're considered not to have achieved like a marriage, like, you know, fully married. Mm-hmm. Um, so just wanted to kind of understand like your take um, from that, you know, for just anybody that's listening in. Right. And is going through that, um, you know, what their take, you know, what your take is around that. I, for me, I would say that I find it very sad where a woman would be divorced um, simply because she couldn't have a kid. Because in my mind, the way that I see marriage is that it is a union between us for, for, for better or for worse, for sicker or mm-hmm. for poor, whether you can have kids mm-hmm. or I can have kids. That's how I see it. So if I married a husband who cannot have children, I would never even think about divorcing them because of that. But in our culture, that is a normal practice where if a woman does not have children, we see them as useless. Therefore, we can just get rid of them by divorcing them. And I think that's that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's sad, but it's done in a lot of uh, cultures, not just in Gambia. But my thing is, sometimes you don't even know if the woman is the one who is um, not able to have kids. But again, it's something that we, in our minds, culturally, if there is no child in the marriage, we automatically blame the woman, right? But that's going to be a different show that we're going to have too, you know, um, uh, infertility. We should talk about it and how mm-hmm. it affects mm-hmm. our culture, right? But yeah, mm-hmm. that's my mm-hmm. take on it, that if you're married, whether it's the man or the woman who cannot have a child, you all are supposed to be each other's ride or die person, right? You shouldn't throw the other person away like a bag of garbage just because they're not able of, of something that is um, out of their hands, right? It's something that they, they don't have any control over, not having kids. But in that circumstance, you could maybe talk to your partner about, hey, since we can't have kids, or maybe you specifically know that the woman cannot have kids, in this sense, you can talk to her and say, you know, what, what are your takes about, you know, us um, adopting a kid or mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. a second wife, you know, that you can pick for me, right? Not that I mm-hmm. go on the street, find a girlfriend, but, you know, talk about it and find out solutions that you can come up with as a couple. Don't just throw the partner away like a garbage because they're not able to fulfill one aspect of what you think a marriage is, right? So that's my take mm-hmm. on that. Anna, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not about let's go find us a new wife because I can't have a baby. No, ma'am. Um, <laughs> that will, that will mm-hmm. never be an option. That will never be an option. It's not something that's ever going to be put on the table for me. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we've discussed before we got married that mm-hmm. we both want to have children. Then we enter the marriage and find out that one of us can't have, um, can't, can't, our organs aren't working where we're able to, to have children. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely other options. Like maybe you can look for a surrogate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he can have a child he can have a child with somebody else, but the child comes to live with you guys. But you have mm-hmm. an understanding with that third person. Like, you know, if it's the woman who has the issue, like my wife can't, you know, so um, mm-hmm. we want to have children. So oh. you and I are going to have children, but those children are going to come live with us. But Question. I feel like, yeah. How would you, how would you have a kid with another woman and then 
And then come. Oh, nothing. You were just. <laughs> what kind of other woman are you trying to have a kid with? And then you bring the kid back to the house for your. It happens. Break. I mean, it I happens. Agree with, it, with happens. it happens. It, it happens, happens a lot. Like randomly? Wait a minute. You mean Wait, like no, randomly? You- if your wife can't, no, not randomly, but if your wife can't have a child, mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. can, you guys, it happens all, guys, this happens all the time. All like, the especially time. people in, in wealthy families mm-hmm. where the mm-hmm. wife can't have a child, they go back to the village, my sister. Mm-hmm. And you get a, one of the women <laughs> there and you talk to them and tell them, my wife cannot have a child and we want children. And the husband will sleep with that yep. woman. She will get pregnant and mm-hmm. the baby will come home. And you will mm-hmm. be raising those children. You guys, mm-hmm. these, these issues that we have in 2020 or in this generation, we feel like mm-hmm. we own it. We don't own it. These issues have and challenges have been here for generations and the generations. And our ancestors had solutions to these problems. Legit. So I feel like, yeah, sometimes we just got to ask our grandmas. Like, so how did y'all handle this situation? And you hear what they used to yeah. do. And it worked. So for me, I feel like, no, no second wife. I'm your only wife. <laughs> but we can definitely find <laughs> another mm-hmm. way to bring a baby. Or you can adopt. Adopt. You know, if you're yeah. open to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agree. All right. So one area I wanted to talk, I wanted to touch up on right quick was that we. I thought that it was really important for us to, since we're talking about divorce, to hone in on and drive the message so that in our community, we understand the difference that divorcing your wife does not mean you're divorcing your children. Can we talk about that? Because yes. I yes. feel like in our community, sometimes when, when there's a divorce, and in most cases, it's usually out of being vindictive, out of being angry at the spouse that we do certain things like, for example, if, if a man and a woman gets a divorce um, and so the, the woman goes away with the children and that man cuts that woman off, you don't give them any money, there's no support, mm-hmm. just because you're still very angry at the fact that you mm-hmm. got a divorce with the wife. But we mm-hmm. keep forgetting, we keep forgetting that just because we divorced the woman, those children are, are still our responsibility. And mm-hmm. this one is for our men folk, right? I mean, because I know we have some, some, some men audience as well. And we need to talk about it, that some of our brothers, our uncles, our dads, they need to understand the dean because you have a responsibility to take care of your children regardless whether you are with the mother or not, right? Like this is not mm-hmm. the duty of the ex-wife or her new husband to take care of your children, bro. Like we, we let our children be raised by other men. And mm-hmm. then when the kids are mm-hmm. older, we expect them to come back and do for us. Boy, please. Where were you Absolutely. trying to get my school fees paid? Like, Absolutely. Like, you, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. like in our community, there is no accountability for these kinds of behavior. That it is okay to just let, you know, abandon your ex-wife and her children for them to suffer because you are still in your feelings about what had transpired in the marriage. And that's not right because we always pride ourselves of following the dean and this and this and that. But to be honest, again, we always 
practice Islam of convenience, where we pick and choose what parts of the religion we want to follow. Religiously, a man is supposed to be responsible for those children, right? If you're with the wife, if you're not with the wife, those children are your responsibilities. And I, 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 I was talking to, uh, I think I had talked to Anna a little bit about this, where it, sometimes in our culture, we, when, when there's a divorce, we tell the boys to go with their dads and the girls to go with their moms. That is not a cult. That's not a religious thing. That's purely cultural that we do that. What the Dean actually says about this is that when, if the children are small, like if they are not um, of, of puberty yet, they need to stay with the mother. If they're before, if their age is be, uh, um, below puberty, they need to stay with the moms. But you would see a family where there's a divorce and they tear the family apart where the boys will go with their dad and the, the, the girls will go with their mom. And then there's no relationship of the boys with their mother anymore because we have this thing that we do where we, um, we use the children as pawns, right? Mm -hmm. And we keep mm -hmm. them away from the other person because of some kind of, of, of anger or issues we have. Now, I do understand that sometimes when you get a divorce, certain parents become absent parents. They don't want anything to do with the kid. In this sense, yeah, fine. If they don't want to see their child, then they don't have to see their child. But if they are involved in the kid's life and they pay for stuff, I also don't think that that's right for the other parent to try to keep the kids away or use them as a pawn against the other parent. What do you guys say about this? I'll, I'll, go, with, I'll go with you, Anna. What do you, th you, you can start. What do you think about this? Um, so I think that I'm glad you brought it up because that's the last thing I wanted to bring up was divorce and how it affects children. Mm -hmm. Um, I think definitely in the African communities, the men get to walk away when they divorce their wife, they divorce the children as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's no accountability and nobody really challenges them. They just tell the woman to figure it out or, mm -hmm. you know, you're just supposed to start over from scratch, especially mm -hmm if you're not financially able to care for yourself. Um, and I think that's sad. And I think that we need to hold men to um, higher standards and, ex and higher expectations when it comes to divorce and how it affects the children. But more importantly, I wanted to also talk about the fact that in Africa, when parents are divorcing, most of the time, the children hear about it from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so sad because the parents should be the ones to sit the children down and inform mm -hmm. them of the news and also talk to them about the fact that you recognize and care about their feelings and reassure them that all of their up upset feelings are perfectly okay and understandable mm -hmm. because what happens during divorce, especially for us Africans, when we do not address our children, us, the couple, the children then internalize it and they make it their, their fault. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I went out and then mom and dad were fighting about me. Maybe it's because I've been, you know, um, not performing well in school and that's brought some strife between the parents mm -hmm. because of their, their mind and where it is and their maturity, they're going to internalize it and make sense of it. However they can mm -hmm. from the stage of their life that they're able to make it make sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we need to, as, as Africans sit the children down and have a family mm -hmm. meeting and let them know that we're getting a divorce. Who is going to live where? 
-hmm. Where will you go to school? Mm -hmm. Who mm -hmm. is moving out? Where will each parent live? Where do you go for the holidays? You know, are you going to get to see your friends anymore? And, and, you know, are you going to have access to your, to, 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 to the parent that you don't live with? But I think these are just basic information that as African parents, we need to start sitting the children down and explaining to them what is about to transpire. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of emotional damage and baggage happens when we just care only about each other, the two parents, you're fighting and you're divorcing and you're angry yeah. and there's yeah. a lot of hatred. So you focus on that mm -hmm. and you've forgotten about these children that are Absolutely. watching. They're Absolutely. there, they're watching. Absolutely. So yeah, oh Mary, what do you think? I mean, you guys really, it's, it's the same thing. Um, I know too many stories, too many stories where the dad was heavily involved, everything was great. You know, next thing you know, a divorce and they've divorced the children. It's sad. It's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And we all know daddy issues. Daddy issues are issues that, you know, we'll just go through. And it's just, this is not only for even boys, for both boys and girls, like, you know, dads you know deadbeat dads what i call them please get it together and make sure that when you form that you know when you decide to divorce that you don't divorce the children the children did not do anything mm -hmm. and then for women make it easier please for the men to access their children because mm -hmm. some women too you gotta get you you gotta say it too because they make it very hard and they make it hell uh -huh. just because they're bitter from uh -huh. the, you know, the marriage or the uh -huh. divorce or whatever. They end up punishing the children. Uh -huh. And at the end, you know, these kids grow up and having animosity against their dad or their mom. Uh -huh. But I just think it's so not worth it that, uh -huh. you know, just try to make it um, as healthy as possible for the child because divorce is already a huge trauma for them. Mm -hmm. So add, you know, divorcing from that parent is like another blow, mm -hmm. added blow or, you know, so on. So I would say that um, that's my take. But I think we have to do the local languages, yeah. um, guys, because I think this is really important yeah. um, for people to understand why mm -hmm. They jola la len isel. Yeah, our young don't practice, yeah. Mang ini hai dama juge phone ni. So pare. Our mother hai dama juge phone ni billahi sum naka kasume. Kasume I'm impressed. 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 I'm Lifine kon sun generation ni mami. Wai lindon watan tamid moine jigien gi danga wara hamne yo amga durwa. Sisi sun bir din gi. Aksisi sun bir culture bi. Pur yo sude danga hamne sa sebi neku di doh pur yo. Yo munga nyan bat. Bepare nyu meila bat nga gina si sebo hamne. Ndah nyugla se nyef. Ndah yangi am jikargo hamne dafa dohan. Bepare dina indil aifebar. So deme fayu. Mu ama jabar bu ef. Indi la be mu amadjanga bu es indi la benen febar te yo sona ngasi danga buga topato sa yaramgi bepare danga buga dunda dunda bo hamne doneka di am stress munga gini sabo pasi sei bobo amna yena sei yo hamnakne 
deng dang sidé am ay jafé jafé yi fi xaliss lolu tam wax nañ fi amna jigen yo xamné ñu ngi ci sey yo xamné xaliss gi modé tax ñu gëna ci sey bi way sa reason li li tax nga gëna ci sey bi yow lolu dess na ci yow ku nek ak li nga mëna antane lo xamné mënu loko antane ci bir sey mën nga ñaan sa ba ba pare wax nañ fi tamné xalé yi so lena gëna ci sey so lena tass sey day len de o xalé yi ngeen tek len ngeen waxal len su ko defé xalé yi xam li xew because ñun dañ am aada go xamné xalé yi duñ len de faalé dañ len de faaté té suñ len faaté xalé yi ñom seen bopa dañu make sense of li xew yenay hejna cousin la lena wax ni deg nga ne sa pa saye de saya ñu ngi tass sen sey bi ñom sax yeguñ ko yena ngi nobu xalé xalé kenn du ko nobu because so lena tassé lum yaga yaga kenn dina gina so xalé eventually dinañ xam li xew way li gën moy ngén tek len gën waxal len na xalé ñom tam ñu mëna understand li xew ba pare ñu déggé ko ci sen nopi papayé sen nop sen gémin yaay ak sen gémin ñi papay ba pare ngén explainal len kan moy dama kan su dé xalé goori dañoo anda jikar gi ñu wax len ko su dé xalé jigen yi dañoo toga sen yaay ñu wax len ko su dé school yi dañoo chenj ñu wax len ko way dé len dé waxa sen doomi bu len tassé rek bayyi xalé yi nonu su ko défé ñoo dañoo hey bénn su nga nané pak len sen bagage ñu ngi dem ñom xamul li xew lolu tamit dañ ko wardi bayyi xel ba pare wax nañ fi tam waxi xalé jigen yi nga xamné ñu ngi ci sey yo xamné ndax yo sa jikar da fa seye kenen because lolu da fa bari ci suñ bir deka gi da nga gis xalé yi goori dañoo dem out dañoo dem takki jabari negar wala ñu takki jabari jabari tubab ba pare suñ ñipsé yo ñu takala ñu tek la banjul yenay sax dinañ la fa guiné indi la europe way nga xamné jabar biñ takal legally ndax touba bi ndax negar bi ndax benen gambien biñ takal legally yenay da nga gis gambien ci dañoo dem takal ay nigerian ak ganiel ce que fe ñu nan la dedet li pour suma pepa ci rek la liñ ko ka ngeen ngeen xam te mu or len moy ne bes bu halibu goor bi gañoo sa jikar bes bu gañoo alel gim am halis gim am jabar bi nek ci pepa ci lolu la loi bi di di recognize as jabar yow miñ takal ci ron wala yow miñ takal ci souf yow do am kir do am moto do am halis do bokka ci 401k plan bi do bokka ci um any document bo xamne yow nekulo fa yow do ci muna jeli dara te elek ci bir tam sa jekar su febare mu dem l'hopital yow nga dem l'hopital mo way su de yow nekulo jabar bi nga xamne ya nek ci pepa ci ne yow la taka yow la seya legally yow amulo ben droit so de len de bay sen health de waxtane sen gori saka yen jigen yi nga xamne yena ngi yena ngi tok banjul sen jekari dinen wax ne ñu ngi taka jabari negar ndax jabari nigerian ndax jabari touba pour pepas ba pare yow yaay real jabal bi when it comes to law bi ak ak legality ci yow do jabar de yow ken rañewu la ken xamut ne yang fa so de len de bay sen health ci lolu docteur na fi ma baye la nga dugga ci ses sosé gi jere jef waya wa mbadi ngol bi mbe katcha mu fo la wolong naka chabe mu futu bango anin you know uh, ka 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 uh, kamo ke kamo di be wole katcha kam bi ndol ndol da mangol tema mba fukan uh, jama jama sila ngaje ko futu bango wala kandio asiyatan na saate wokono so bitun ko nga katcha ka jube muneyati na wo nyongol be kering sila na ta jube ko aketale ko jama jama be jamano muntoten mo jamal man la fi katara siri la futu wokono ni media you know ibe butela ibe nen na kusifal be be kala so musu jamal bi je sain ya jele ko a man jar ngawo ngasi ngawo bata be kije na tara mangtara kontan ri 
islamo ya dila le ko natare mantara contendre ni la fuddi gumoto foy mumu soti foy mukewati islamo ya droit dila le pour ifana isafo kewoy ko wala isafo musoye ko lafta ni kango dila wala kango dinna yino nga futuwa bang islam ya droit dila le natare man contendre muso ninkewo so bari nga mum fanan ka tiawolon ko natare futuwa fanan tata fa banta so nyantale ngan hakkilotu ko mun natara dindingol bita ibinimba amale tata nim futuwo banta ngan hakkilotu ka mbadin kewol fanan natol fane ka tiañin koto ni musobula tata ana dingol kana foko dindingol fana yewol fanan tijele wonya dindingol tetopotola ko do tedila pour karambungo fente dila musola musona dingol be batare rongi be haibe haibe siloka ite yefa yefanke ko ite melon Ah, dino fana mawofo dino ko le ko haniye musobula nyaawo nya dindingol nyanta topotola le wo wo buitele itele 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 nyanta moti nyantale dindingol topoto sulan wati dol nkajele momo ni ni nafutuo banta ni mo fulala futuo banta drong kewaya bulo be bondi ni dindingol la koto because of kamfa so nyanta nga je fana njube kamfa kana tinna nyanta ka munke dino ton takela so kanyin dindingol topoto kanafo ko musole nyanta dindingol topoto la bayra teleta lafta bola futuoto hani dino mawofo alafta bola wo itele ya bula wo dindingol la topoto wo nyanto mu teleti nyantale yorke you know so watidol kamfale katinna drombu kala fika wonyonku sifalke bari dino ko le nyanta kanyinke foka pare fananga mu fanan fo wolonko alkakari din alkakari dindingol sindi albe kukurungol folaye ni, ni naturale nyobula futuo banta alkakari kukurungol fo ikema wala ila muso woto dindingol wonyongo katinna le dindingol ye keba ya yaaje ibamala ko atefenkelela wala ifamala ko wudji ati abukadiya ye you know e kajamfa nyola so alinga hakkilo to fananto kakari ke bitung ambadingol mulfanambe uh, diaspora to be futuola diaspora to wala ye, ye musoso to diaspora to futuba bo lombamfo nigeria no lombamfo mo sifalon you know dena maria na gambia ay na fokabe musonyini na gambia mba fola ko fanam mo be se hakilo fananto wonyongol to luwaya fo nyame wolon ko ye musomun soto kamumbe samunto be saferin kayto bala wol nim fenkete tela sama simingo ko bebi ta woleya so bitungan hakkilol tuko nimmo yemu sosoto a america lombam fo europe lombam fo england lo amari ko ko o ngawtu babu muso ngaw bulale sila ite dron non namusoti alal hakkilotu woto because jama jama wo futuo bi jela hanin bi so ibajela ko sama silingo madani alala de barning nin kewoni nata bang ibajela la kodo na la ala cordal tengo be a luwa america lombam fo england lombam fo europe luwa ba dila la musolla muntobe kayto bala natara tuba musotobe kayto bala hanin bi luwa ko le ko ala fengo bebita woleya ite muso mum be siri gambia hanin bututte dilela because ima ite luwa ko to imankala musoti aye futule do ron gambia bari mankala musoti luwa to so alingan hakkilo to wol beto bari bimbe mum folo do wolon ko kana kana fo ko futu bangon kana woje ko kukurungolo mo jamalla futuwa ka banne kewol ba musol ba bari jama jama nimbaari musol la futuwa banta wo sekedi ya moti molba forin fola saate wo kono ndu nimbaari kewol la futuwa banta e musufula sabana ne nyini lulu a ya nyini 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 molbu ko ke kasiti bari alinga hakkilo tuwo fananto kasiti je foke wolon ba fo musolon kasiti je a because dino ya di molale momo e man konta ndawoda a yo fananso wolale pour financer budget pour se nidi ya soto bayri mbenga wolale soto so bi bolon nun nakachati All right you ladies
Wow. I think I have. Yeah. I, I, I hope I did. So we'll just we'll just wrap it up right quick. All right, cool. Thing. Who wants to go first? Um, I would say let's just let's just share our takeaways um out of everything. I think you know, for me the last um piece that we talked about with children, you know, divorcing children, I think it's so so important for people to really uh consider that. Um, when you when you think about like you know you you want to divorce that person, just please make sure that no matter what happens, that you know you're still just as un- as engaged mm-hmm. with your children as you were while you were married with that person, and 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 it goes to both parties because I know sometimes too the moms make it really hard for them. So like please consider your children in this case. Um, that would be my only, like, I would say takeaway because I'm just sitting here thinking about it, um, that, you know, to, to make sure that we as a community are a little bit more considerate. Okay. I would say that yeah. for me, the way I see it or and all the discussions we've had today is just that, you know, divorces do happen, right? I mean, it's nothing yeah. to feel guilty about. It not, it's nothing to feel ashamed about. And um, the dean allows it from either the man or the woman. What we each have uh, uh, allowed Islamically to get a divorce. But what I would say is the takeaway for me is to make sure that both parties, you do not badmouth, insult, or like emotionally unload on the children because that is not healthy. So that would be my mm-hmm. thing. So make sure that you do not use the children, right, um, to get back at each other. Because sometimes we forget the effect, the psychological effect this will have on children, and we use them for our own gain. So that's what I would say. Make sure um, that for our men folk to maintain a relationship and responsibility with the children and be respectful of each other, man. That, that's it. Just respectful mm-hmm. of each other. Anna, take it away. Well, Thank you, Dr. Nafi. So I would say, um, yes, it's okay to divorce when you're not happy or your marriage is not working. But I also implore um, the women to be self-reflective. Um, take the time to figure out what didn't work. Why did? Why were those challenges there? Work on yourself before you get in the next mm-hmm. marriage. You also, especially once you have children, don't want to be getting in and out of marriages exposing your children to different men and every marriage you're having a child in it and then you leave, you go into the next one because it's not healthy. So please be wise when it comes to choosing a spouse. Don't just jump in it because he comes from America. Don't just jump in it because he's sexy. Don't just Mm -hmm. jump in it because he's got a big dick. Don't just jump in it because he's going to buy you a nice car. Think about more than just the superficial things when jumping into <laughs> right. a marriage and also consider your children. And I, lastly, I want to say that mourning the loss of a family is very normal. But over time, both you and your children will come to accept the new mm-hmm. situation. So make sure reassure, you reassure the children that it's okay, that they wish that mom and dad would mm-hmm. reunite. That's very mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. But also explain the finality 
of your decision mm -hmm. so that they can also move forward. Because what happens sometimes is they get stuck in trying to reunite their parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ten years later, they're still looking for ways mm -hmm. to reunite their parents. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for the adults, I just want to say separation and divorce can be highly stressful. And mm -hmm. that pressure can be amplified by child custody, by property, by financial issues, which all can bring the worst mm -hmm. out of people. So make sure you take the time for yourself and make sure you're mentally okay. Mm -hmm. But this was a great discussion, ladies. I'm glad we decided to tackle sure. um, yeah. divorce. For sure. Well, All right.